0: Hey everybody, welcome back to We Are the Batman. My name is Mike, and this is Matthew. We are continuing with our uh, with part 3 of our DCEU Phase 1 pitch, but first we thought we'd get into some some DC news. Two big things have dropped this week. The first of which is that uh Henry Cavill confirmed on Instagram uh what was also confirmed in Black Adam and in an announcement made the week before Black Adam, uh, that he is officially back as Superman. Um, spoilers if you haven't seen Black Adam yet, but he, he shows up as Superman. Uh, but they are moving forward on Man of Steel 2. And uh, you know we've 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 said it at length uh, on this show. Just it's about damn time.
1: Yes, it's definitely about time. My only my only thing with it, kind of you know, is I never I didn't know he was officially gone. I mean, I think there have been hints that he has been gone, but there was never an official. He's gone. He got fired. He's done. So it's kind of weird to me that there's now an official he's back because there's part of me really was like, oh, you weren't just busy. You were you were actually done.
0: <laughs> well, and what and I think the reason that everybody assumed that he was out is, is, is a lot of things have come out. One, there was the interviews that Dwayne Johnson has given promoting Black Adam, where he said the old management over there had no plans or interest in plans in moving forward with a Henry Cavill, Superman. Uh, there was also the fact that he was, you know, a a body from the neck down showed up in in Shazam, and yeah. uh, the uh, silhouetted cameo of a Superman at the end of Peacemaker um, was just kind of them dancing around that they clearly had no idea. Plus, we're also we also got uh, information that the Superman post credit scene for Black Adam was shot a month before the release because they still hadn't like come to an official yes with him. Yeah. Uh, and it was just going to be a repeat of Shazam where it was going to be a, a, a silhouette or a neck down shot. So this was kind of their way of saying like, okay, yeah, all the bullshit's out the window. We're, we're going forward
1: with this. See, there's two things that, that I'm very curious about with this situation. Number one is, uh, <clears throat> nope, I just lost it. What was my number one? <laughs> oh yeah, um, there we go. My, my number one is this. It cost seventy thousand or seventy million seventy million dollars for the read to update fix get justice snyder cut justice League ready to go, yeah, what was that money for? I always assumed that they had to shoot more to get that thing done. they did so was yeah they just, did so there was he, a lot was of part of that like that's where I'm kind of like
0: yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so so a lot of the stuff there was a lot of stuff that was storyboarded but not finished so they basically gave Zack Snyder uh the budget to shoot whatever additional scenes he needed to do and finish off whatever vfx he needed to do so there's like there's a couple times in the Snyder cut where where the CGI is probably not all it could have been but considering that they had Uh, uh, less than your typical movie budget to finish it it was the best they could have done and I think it looked pretty good for the most part um they were they were smart about how they spent that money but yeah no they brought everyone back to shoot additional scenes they brought back uh Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot and Momoa everybody and Henry Cavill for that matter to shoot additional footage um and that was kind of a special case because they were kind of letting him finish a movie that already been made but as far as like new superman properties or things like that it just seemed like and again the reports we got from the flash that the the, the flash is going to reset everything and replace superman with supergirl
1: yeah, we'll see what happens. We we know my theories on all that stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a hot mess. But you know, DC has been making some power moves, and and there is no greater power move than what was announced. You know, we're recording this on Thursday. What was announced yesterday, um, which was that, uh, and I got to get the guy's name here now because I don't have it in front of me because I'm I'm very bad at this. Give uh, me one sec here. James
1: something.
0: Gunn. No, <laughs> no, no. There's there's another guy. This is the other guy. Uh, okay. Um, So So there's no bigger power move than announcing that they have, because with Walter Hamada being out, which we broke last week uh, while we were recording, um, is that DC Films is now going to be rebranded as DC Studios, effective November 1st, and that will also be when the studio will be co-headed by Peter Safran and James Gunn.
1: Now, and it's not just film. It's film, television. It doesn't include animation. I can't recall.
0: Um, That I don't have. I don't know about that. But this will basically be there. How Marvel has Marvel Studios and Marvel Entertainment and is all one thing under under Disney. That's what they're going to be doing here. Because up until now, they have not had a dedicated DC Studios. It's just been DC films under Warner Brothers. It's never been its own thing. Again, that was kind of part of the problem that these DC films have had was there was no synergy. There was no synergy with, with, with the DC stuff. So now the DC, what they're now calling officially the DC universe, that is now the official title. There's never even been an official confirmed title for this cinematic universe. They're calling it the DC universe is going to be part of DC studios. Uh, it's that's and they're they're finally it seems like they're finally making the moves we've been wanting them to do, which is establish a studio, establish a chain of command and put people in a Kevin Feige esque role who can head this thing up and be the captains of that ship. And that is going to be the team of Peter Safran and James Gunn. Uh,
1: I'm I'm honestly shocked by this, and it definitely blows what I've been talking about out of the water over the last couple of weeks of that. Black Adam is either going to be the nail in the coffin or will reawaken anything. So there's a positivity, a positivity to this in that, okay, they're not going to just shit can everything. They do want to kind of come out the gate and do more with it. And I'm not familiar with the other guy. Apparently he has produced a lot of crap. And some of the more recent good stuff. He produced Aquaman, he produced Shazam, produced he's, some weird stuff early he's on. He's a
0: producer on a lot of things. I mean, he's been he I mean he was part of the Peacemaker series. He worked with uh James Gunn on uh the Suicide Squad. He's worked on the Annab- on a couple of the Annabelle movies, he's worked on a lot of things. Like he has got every every producer's resume is going to have some bombs on it. He's got yeah. an impressive resume. He knows the business and he's he's been a he's been a member of DC in in Warner Brothers where he's been very involved in everything they've put out for kind of the last 10 years. So, he's a guy who knows this he he's familiar with the product at the very least and he is going to actually be heading up the business side of things whereas James Gunn is going to handle the creative side of things. So, they're they're taking the job, splitting it into two parts. Peter Safran's going to handle what he does best, which is the 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 business side and the money making and the marketing and all that. And James Gunn's going to be their story and creative guy.
1: And I think that's a good idea because he even somebody tweeted to him basically like, "Oh well, I guess since he's doing this, we'll never see a film directed by him again." He's like, "No, I'm going to still direct movies." So yeah. I'm I didn't particularly care for the Suicide Squad, but. I did. I do like the two Guardians movies. The new trailer for the Guardians holiday special looks great. Yeah, um, I've enjoyed most of his films. I didn't particularly care for Super, but more of not my tone. Not that it was a bad movie. Um, but he's always done cool stuff. You know, Slither's great. Some of his other stuff is, Brightburn. is fantastic. Brightburn. Dude, well,
0: Brightburn is something special, man.
1: Did he write it or did he?
0: He was the producer on that. He produced okay. Brightburn. That was, but that was it, it, it there's one thing James Gunn knows how to do it's cre- it's be creative because he made Guardians of the Galaxy work twice like yeah. he he took it know cuz keep in mind when Guardians was first announced this was right after the Avengers had come out um people were like what is that it's a property about a talking tree and a talking raccoon how in the hell there's no app ab- there's no way in hell and they are some of the most beloved characters in all the MCU now. Like we're getting a Christmas special with them that I could not be more excited for. It looks so good. And he's also still got one more movie coming. Uh, the Gar- the third guardians movie before he officially um, parts ways with, with the stuff going on with the MCU, which Kevin Feige at the uh, black Panther Wakanda forever premiere confirmed. He's like, yeah, he's finishing. He's going to finish what he has planned for us. And then he's going to go, and be over there. And yeah, there's no way James Gunn, given everything that's transpired the last couple of years, is going to sign any kind of deal where he can't still go make movies. There's there's no way.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the thing that I, I kind of think about hearing that is, you know, if he's he's been part of Marvel doing the MCU thing, he, you know he's paying attention. He's watched what Kevin Feige's done. Not that he's going to steal his ideas, but I mean, look, y- if you're imitating somebody imitate the successful person. <laughs> well, not so, only that,
0: like, like as far as the MCU goes, like, yes, he did the guardians movies, but he also acted as a consultant on infinity war and Endgame and, uh, as, uh, uh, Thor love and uh, not Thor. Yeah. Thor love and thunder uh, movies that have featured his characters. Uh, he has been part of that process of he's learned that kind of role of, how to play well with these other different creative visions, and how to supervise uh, different things, depending because you know because uh, Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame versus Guardians of the Galaxy are very different movies, same universe, same characters, but yeah, so he's got he's already started dipping his toe into that kind of supervisory role as far as seeing how these characters are being handled in other properties.
1: Correct. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes with this. I mean, this is where you know I- I'm at me if you want. I'm just glad Snyder's not coming back and we're not bringing all that nonsense in. I can't imagine James Gunn, <laughs> it's just, it's just. <laughs> but I, I can't imagine James Gunn's going to bring that back.
0: Well, you but also, I mean, yeah, he, I think there's going to be, because that is what started this DC universe. So there's going to always be elements of it. They're not going to do a complete hard tonal shift. I mean, that that's, that's the bedrock of this whole thing. That's, that's the, that's the, uh, the foundation of this. So there's going to be that influence in there. Um, but also when I look at someone like Zack Snyder versus James Gunn, Zack Snyder likes to play by the toot of his own horn. Yeah. He likes to, not that he can't play with others, but he kind of likes to just do his own thing. Um, he's far more of a director than he is a producer. He has a production company that his that his wife runs, that's produced all his films, but he is far more interested, at least in my opinion, in being the guy behind the camera. Whereas yeah. James Gunn has lots of experience as a writer, as a producer, and has more experience in playing with this greater cinematic universe model, a la the MCU. Than Zach has cause Zach's only ever done the couple of movies for the, for the the DC and they were just him. They weren't really, they were almost self-contained. So I think James Gunn makes a bit more sense in handling something this grand of a scale.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. And so it's, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's, it is as positive as a thing as it seems like it's going to be. I I really you know as much as I you know kept saying that I think the DCFU was done, I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love to see them keep going, um, you know. Especially there are a couple characters in the Black Adam movie. Like give me those guys. I don't yeah. need to see Black Adam again, but give me Hawkman. Give me Doctor Fate. Go, go rewind. Give me a Peacemaker move. You know TV show about Hawkman. Like whatever. I think it'd be fun to see that. So
0: yeah. Well, and and good or bad, I mean, they're finally again, this just feels like they're finally doing what everyone's been wanting them to do for a long time. Get a person in the chair to who understands how a cinematic universe works to be that guiding light. Walter Hamada was not it. He never was it. He was just there to make the share the shareholders happy, make the board of directors happy and just crank content out. This new management at Warner Brothers Discovery, again, for all their faults, Still talking about Batgirl and other things as well. Um, this <laughs> still does feel like, yes, we had they had to make some sacrifices. It blows. But if this means that we can kind of just get things back on track and finally at long last, after 10 years, just have a plan. A, a plan is better, even even a bad plan is better than no plan.
1: Yeah. And you know, I just want Superman. Give me Superman! Come on, guys. It's the
0: Superman, guys. <laughs> uh, so it remains to be seen, and and, all, and we already know that they've confirmed they're still moving ahead with joke with with Joker, uh, the Joker sequel. Matt Reeves is moving ahead with his Batman stuff. It seems like they're going to kind of let those standalone things just be standalone and exist in their own continuity, and they're going to have the DC universe. And honestly, that is fine. There's yes. nothing wrong with that. I am perfectly content having two different Batman storylines running because that just means I get lots more Batman and there's yeah. never, because I can have Robert Pattinson doing the super grounded stuff and I can have bat fleck fighting aliens. And I'm cool with that. It's
1: perfect. 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 I like it.
0: So that's, that's where we're sitting right now. As far as DC Warner brothers news goes, uh, lots of, lots of things moving. We'll see what happens next, but for now let's go ahead and get into part three of our repitch for phase one of the DC universe. Did you recast Lex Luthor? I did not because I think Eisenberg would do a just fine Lex Luthor with a better script.
1: Okay. Okay. I could see that. I can see that. All right, so then my next movie is very similar. I did Wonder Woman as well. I pretty much said keep it as it is since, um, <clears throat> pardon me, since the, you know, it, it it's a good movie, but I would do a couple things differently. Number one, Wonder Woman's going to narrate the movie. Okay. Because at the end of the movie, when everything is resolved, you're going to realize it's hurt Aquaman just dis- talking in the justice league headquarters and the way right she already
0: cuz ha- you already have the justice league cuz you're nuts that's right
1: yeah so then the the quote unquote end or post credit scene is Aquaman is like yeah that's a pretty cool story and she's like well how did you come to be or what, what is your story and he's like i'll tell you another time and it ends <laughs> Okay. So that All we're teasing right. Aquaman's getting his own movie eventually. Um the big thing I would change, of course, I have recast mine. Um and since I personally don't like her as Harley Quinn, but I think she's a fantastic actress. I'm just going to have Margot Robbie be Wonder Woman.
0: You're high. You are <laughs> high, sir. You are out of your mind.
1: She is a fantastic actress. She, yes, she is obviously can handle the action because she does all the action as Harley Quinn. So <sighs> come at me guys. Hargo Robbie is my wonder woman. And because mm-hmm. I, I, there's other casting I didn't talk about. So I'm going to do it real quick just because I, I'm going to catch up. Martian, Manh- mm-hmm. Martian Manhunter is going to be played by an actor named Daniel Lewis. He was in um, Homeland, he was in a show called Life. He's been in a couple different things. He's who I've always wanted to be, Martian Manhunter. I, I'm i not against the whole Martian Manhunter thing. It's black. But at the same time, he's an alien. He doesn't have to be any ethnicity. He could be whoever he wants because he's going to be green most of the time. But Daniel Lewis is his, like, Earthling um, counterpart. Um, and then... Wait, you're talking about Damian Lewis? Damien e. Lewis. I'm sorry. Damien e. Lewis. You're right. Damien Lewis. Yes. He is my yeah, Martian
0: Manhunter. He's enough. okay. So here's the thing. Um, He's great in Homeland. I love him as Dick Winters in Band of Brothers so much.
1: Okay. By the way, if you have not watched Band it, of yeah.
0: Brothers, it's on HBO Max. Go do it now. Um, it is incredible. He's amazing in that show. Uh, D- Damien Lewis is Martian Manhunter. I am. So on board for that, I I take back everything. I take back almost everything I've said about you casting Joyce.
1: <laughs> I just think he has that look that like kind of not right sometimes, but at the same time, cool. So if you have not watched a TV show called Life that he stars in, it is fantastic, and the entire reason why I cast him as Martian Manhunter. Um, but the, but no, I'm similar. It's Wonder Woman. It's the same story. A little bit different, better third act. Not sure how, but I also recast Ares as Brian Cranston.
0: Okay, uh, I'm 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 into that. No, I'm, no. I'm a. I, I I think it's ridiculous. Brian Cranston has not been cast in one in one of these in any superhero movie yet. Like Lex Luthor or whatever. I don't care. He's he is too good to not be in one of these.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think I, I said all right. Aquaman is Momoa. Um, I'm not changing him. Of course he is. <laughs> He's perfect for Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have a, a little too broy. I didn't particularly care for his movie, but what do I know? It made a billion dollars. Um, yeah. So, and then, so that's my fifth movie. There we go. There we go. That's okay. It. That's it. Are we going into your sixth now?
0: Uh, did we, did we do the? Did we, did I do too many? Three? Oh, I pitched too many movies. <laughs> did you <laughs> no i did i am bad at math i have too many movies
1: okay so then let's do your next movie because i only did one more
0: okay okay yeah i'm i'm such an idiot i got i told you or, or before we started recording i i had a stroke idea i realized like <laughs> i had screwed something up with mine i was like i gotta go do this i gotta go fix this i i added two extra movies because i'm stupid um
1: that's okay let's go with it and see what happens
0: so yeah anyway um uh, my, my next my next movie is something we should have gotten a long time ago, which is a Man of Steel sequel. Okay. Yes. There we go, there we Another go. Superman movie. How have we not had one of these yet? Um, mine, however, coming out in 2016, or would have come out in 2016, is called
1: Superman
0: Kingdom Come. Okay. Okay. I'm doing a loose adaptation of the Kingdom Come storyline. Uh, basically, because of what's happened with Superman, and you know, so we're now three years since Man of Steel, um, and things have been developing and, and working on that. Since Superman has become a public figure, other metahumans who have been metahumans for a long time but have kept it a secret are starting to show themselves in the world. In the wake of now, there's this. Now there is a superhero batman's existed but nobody wants to be associated with batman because he's batman and especially because this version of batman has lost his freaking mind so other metahumans are coming out and and these can be little easter egg teases to characters you know like or just generic stuff like oh here's somebody who's got you know d- d- metal arms or something i don't make some shit up i honestly don't care tease tease the tease the uh the runaways or or not the runaways um Oh, what's that? Uh, The Outsiders or something like that. You know, tease that. That could be fun. But we also get introduced to Lex Luthor, played still by Jesse Eisenberg, just better written. Um, And we also get introduced to two other Superman villains, one of them being Metallo. Okay. And Parasite.
1: Nice. Nice. Okay.
0: So... Because of all these mediums and, and, and Lex Luthor hates these, because Lex Luthor, at the end of the day, his whole thing is that he's racist against anything that's not a normal human being. He hates aliens. He hates metahumans. So he is, on top of funding Star Labs because he wants to study Superman and figure out how to take him out and all that, um, he's trying to study these metahumans and how to, and how to eliminate them and, and get rid of them. So he essentially hires Parasite. To be a sort of meta-human assassin. He he because parasites this guy, he's a meta-human that exists, and he's just trying to make he's kind of like Rogue in a way from X-Men. He's just trying to survive in the world. But every time he touches somebody, he basically kills them. Um, so Lex Luthor is like, I'm you, are you, you could be useful to me. And is hires him as a sort of metahuman assassin to go around and start just taking out metahumans, but he also has Metallo as his bodyguard against Superman and his bodyguard is just kind of in the movie for a while. He's there. He's a strong, silent type. He's lending some, uh, l- lending some, some, uh, some counsel or whatever as need be, uh, to, to Lex, but he's there to, he's there to basically be a Terminator with a kryptonite heart who stands next to Lex Luthor all the time. Superman does his thing. Uh, Parasite is pitched as a bigger villain than he actually is because he's not, he's meant to be the distracting threat, but Superman eventually takes out Parasite, finds out who hired him, goes to take out Lex Luthor, smack down, drag out fight with Metallo ensues. because the fact that we haven't had Superman fighting Metallo in live action is insane to me. <laughs> that is that, that writes itself. <laughs> it is yes. ridiculous. Um, I have not cast Parasite or Metallo. Um, But that's kind of basically what it is, is Superman is struggling with being this, like, this public figure. He's like, I'm not trying to, because people are coming, these metahumans are coming out, and they're just getting themselves and other people into danger. And he finally kind of has that, like, okay, I got to show people how to be a hero. I have to learn to be a hero, kind of like what we never, with Man of Steel, he's learning how to be a hero let me go lead the way and we could even end like let's end the movie with because because BVS has that shot that's alluding to the Kingdom Come cover of him coming down with the sunlight behind him to save those people in the flood. Let's end the movie with that, but it's on him, but it's but instead of it being kind of this ominous God descending from the sky, have it be a, a lighthearted heroic moment of him coming down and helping just this mom, this dad and their kid and their puppy. And their cat whiskers get off their flooded, uh, ha- the, the roof of their house in this flood. And that's Superman kingdom come because he is and he's trying to be this beacon of hope. Um, and of course, like Lex Luthor says, like, you can never you'll never be able to trace any of this back to me. You know, uh, who are going to who's going to believe Parasite? We could have it be like Parasite basically like overloads himself with all, by touching too many people and all that and just kind of dies or goes into shock or something. Um, And Metallo, Metallo's Metallo. So he gets blown up, but he's clearly not dead. He'll be back. Um, So Superman Kingdom come. And then our first post credit scene is we see a young man watching all this shit happen on TV. And he is, he is just glued to his TV. He is stuffing stuff his face full of popcorn. He is so excited. He, he's like, this is incredible. I don't know how to feel about all this. Oh God, I'm late. Dad's going to be so mad. I'm not, I got, I got to run. He grabs his jacket and super speeds out the door. It is Barry Allen. It is not Ezra Miller, but I have not cast anyone to replace him because <laughs> I just didn't want it to be Ezra Miller for obvious reasons. Uh, So that is the first post-credit scene. The second post-credit scene is Batman in his Batcave still compiling because he's been surveilling Superman all this time. It's been a couple more years now and he is still surveilling Superman and he is compiling all this footage. We even just as a joke in the corner of the screen, we see him looking at the footage of the, the Wayne satellite getting destroyed from Man of Steel. And it has like a dollar amount counter estimating damages to uh, send the bill to just as a joke. Um, but he takes all this information and compiles the files into a folder on the back computer. And it's just labeled neutralization contingency. And we go to black.
1: Nice. Nice. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. All right. So you've got one
0: more. I have, yeah. So you have one more. I have two more. So I just went, I went one movie too many. <laughs> so, so I didn't, I didn't screw up as bad as I thought I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Let me do mine and then we'll go to yours. All right. Okay. So mine is going to be like, what the heck is he doing? My sixth film or fifth additional film is called Brave and the Bold. And it's all
0: right, where are you going with this?
1: <laughs> it is Batman and Superman teaming up to help this new kid, the Blue Beetle, figure out what is going on, who these people are after him, and what's happening. And Wow. Wow.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm in, I'm in. No, I am strangely into this. Let's go, <laughs> let's go, let's do it.
1: So you're going to get some, I haven't, I didn't cast. Cause I don't know if I'm going to do that. There was a previous blue beetle, but I would have this be like the movie. You have Superman and Batman working together, trying to help this kid figure out his powers, figure out what's going on. And I, Lex Luthor going to be there cause he's part of this whole thing. So you know, like I said, everything's the same. The the Blue Beetles he was played by a young Hispanic actor named Michael Garza. He was in Wayward Pines. He's been to a couple of things. Oh here yeah, yeah, there. yeah, I know him. And then um, Lex Luthor is going to be cast. I'm recasting him, and it's going to be Chris Pine.
0: See, you know, you build up all this goodwill with me. You build up all this goodwill with me, and then you make me regret it.
1: Dude, I don't know why. It hit me like five minutes, like maybe an hour before we got to the thing. Cause I was like, dude, I already said Chris Pine is a Green Lantern, but the more I keep thinking about it, that's too easy. What would be something different? And I was like, Oh my gosh, him as a villain. Him playing Lex Luthor is insane. It's not gonna be any worse than what we got before. But something about, I don't know how to say this, uh, but like, I like the idea that Lex Luthor is somebody everybody loves. And that, because that's part of what gets him out of this whole thing is that everybody loves him. And as much as Horrible Bosses 2 was a train wreck. Him as this crazy bad guy in that movie was fantastic. Because even after he's doing all these insane things, you still love him because it's Chris Pine. So to have him be Lex Luthor, and you're gonna be rooting for him because he's Lex Luthor and it's Chris Pine, but you shouldn't be because he's a he's like this, you know, mastermind villain. But Chris Pine would be my Lex Luther throughout this first phase of the DCFU. And Ultimately, this ba- this Brave and the Bold movie, them defeating uh, Black Beetle, who is like kind of the weird, uh, yeah. arch nemesis of, of this version of Blue Beetle. It is revealed that the Reach is coming, so that my phase two is the invasion of the Reach. Okay. So that it kind of leads into that. And maybe my phase two starts with Justice League 2 <laughs> as they fight this invasion together. And um, then we get into all the, you know, Man of Steel get his own movie. Aquaman get his own movie. Batman get his own movie. blah. blah. But I just like doing something different. Because to me, that's that's what DC should do. Do something different. Don't do the origins leading up to the team up. Do the team up. Do your origins, do something different. That is one thing that really, honestly, Marvel hasn't done. They haven't done the twofer. You know, Hulk was kind of in Thor Ragnarok. You know, Iron Man is the villain of Civil War. There hasn't been a here's these two guys. Here's Captain America and Thor in a movie together. Here's Iron Man and you know, who have Dr. Strange in a movie together and their movie, not being a team movie, not being them a sidekick in somebody else's movie. So having Batman and Superman working together and brave and the bold, I just think would be cool as hell.
0: I don't know what I hate more. (laughs) Your idea or how much it's slowly starting to grow on me. (laughs) The more I think about Chris Pine as Lex Luthor, the more I like it. And I hate I hate that. Damn it, man. God, I'm still not sold on your Wonder Woman or your old man Batman for Batman Beyond. But damn it, the more I think about Chris Pine as 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 Lex Luthor. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Oh god! I just had an idea to recast my Lex Luthor. <laughs> it's not Chris Pine. It's somebody. It's somebody you mentioned earlier.
1: Uh, go ahead. Who is it? Brian Cranston?
0: <laughs> no, uh, James McAvoy.
1: Dude, James McAvoy is a perfect idea too.
0: James McAvoy as Lex Luthor would be great. I'm still sticking with Eisenberg. I'm, I'm not going to change it. But if I had to, James McAvoy.
1: Well, I think yeah. I think the reason with Captain Cold for James McAvoy is that Captain Cold's a one off villain.
0: That's true. Yeah. Who
1: who maybe would come back if I ever did Suicide Squad, but James McAfee, I don't think he's going to commit to two different franchises. So he'd, but he'd come in as a one and done.
0: That's that's true. Not only that, after the fiasco that was X Men, he's probably like, I'm good. Yeah. Um. All right. So my sixth movie in Phase One, which should be my last, <laughs> but it's not because I'm an idiot, uh, is. In 2016, right after Kingdom Come, is Batman v Superman World's Finest. Okay. Like I'm not it. calling it Dawn of Justice because I, I, I like the movie. It's a stupid name. But the idea is meant to be a play on, you know, they talk about like New York's finest is the police or, you know, yeah. the city's name's finest. And that's kind of what it's supposed to be is that Batman and Superman are meant to be the world's finest. They're. The NYPD of the world, like that's kind of their thing. Um, so I'm taking this as more of kind of the story we get with the uh, the animated Batman Superman crossover from the 90s. Yes, in the Bruce Tim cartoons, a little bit more of that. There's no Joker. I'm leaving the Joker part out of that. That was neat. Doesn't need to be. Doesn't need to be there for this one. But it's basically Batman and Superman are misinterpreting each other as a threat because yeah. Superman. Has heard about, because basically Superman has been so focused on dealing with Metropolis. Because again, a lot of phase one is Superman learning to be the hero he needs to be. Kingdom Come is a big step in that, but he's still figuring it out. Because Superman, guess what everybody, is not flawless. And he has to have the ability to grow and change like anyone. The biggest problem I have with Superman and anything is that he's infallible. I need my Superman to be flawed for me to give a shit about him. Otherwise, I don't care. He's just there to be uh, an X Machina day de- means to an end. That's all he is. Yeah. So in this one, Superman finds out like that Gotham, like that like we see in City of Crime, Gotham across the harbor has descended into just anarchy and chaos. I mean, it is ever since the kryptonian thing so he's like okay it's my job to go over here and get this fixed up now like i have been neglecting this and because probably like some you know bruce i i I imagine like bruce wayne like they're dedicating this big statue thing to superman and metropolis and bruce wayne's there and he's just kind of like no no this isn't it for me no i don't like this you know you your fight wrecked my city and you've done nothing to help us over there um, cause again, this Bruce Wayne, as we've now established and seen in several movies is losing it over what has happened. So Superman's like, fine, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do something about this. And so it turns into him and him and Batman having this conflict of, of ideals, not just one of them being tricked into attacking the other. It's. Batman blames Superman for what happened, but he also doesn't want Superman coming in, and stepping in on his turf. Yeah. And make and 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 making him look bad and making him obsolete. It's like, no, no, no. You've you made this mess. You don't get to come over here and just, you know, get a couple cats out of a tree and say everything's fine. Like, that's not the way it works. Um in the background of this, Lex Luthor is continuing to experiment with stuff on the Kryptonian ship, to study it, to figure out how to beat Superman, not to do what he does in BVS. I'm getting to that. Sure. Um, it leads to now the the BVS fight that happens in in the movie, the 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 uh homage to the Dark Knight returns yes. is is fine and needs to be in there. That absolutely has to be in here. That is kind of the big crux of the movie, is we're building up to that fight of like, no, you know what? Screw this. Fine. You want to be the hero? Meet me, meet me in Crime Alley, and let's do this thing. Let's settle this once and for all. Um, it's at this, it's it's these two, or these two are both just like, no, we are, we're gonna have this out. Yeah. We're gonna have this out. They're fighting. They're both basically about to kill each other. And then yes, Wonder Woman shows up and breaks up the fight.
1: And she says, you're, you're both your parents, both your moms are Martha. You should be fighting.
0: That <laughs> moment did not bother me as much as it bothered everybody else. But that should not have been the thing that ended the fight. That should have been something for them to bond over. You know, but because what, what, what it implies is because remember, Diana Prince all this time has been studying these these things yeah. on loan from the Smithsonian at Star Labs. She has caught wind of like like Luther is trying to do something. We've already seen, you know, it's like yeah, the public they're like, there's no way we can take him to court for the parasite metallo stuff. There's no evidence it'll never hold up in court. There's still aren't really laws that coincide with your existence, Superman. But he's still up to some shit. Yeah, and what ends up happening is in this Kryptonian ship, Doomsday's already there. He's basically been held in cryostasis. The Kryptonians captured him, whatever. You know, maybe there's some ancient, maybe maybe there's some ancient story from like a, a, a Christ that happened on earth in like in like the BC era or something like that, that was written off as like a natural disaster, but it was actually doomsday. Who the hell knows? Who the hell cares? Um, something like that. He's been held in cryostasis on the Kryptonian ship all this time yeah lex accidentally sets him loose
1: ah uh, okay
0: he looks better than he does in bvs <laughs>
1: <laughs> he doesn't the, look like a cave troll <laughs> no he doesn't the,
0: the, and then the fight happens superman dies
1: mm.
0: it happens superman dies and it kind of ends with the whole like you know cuz at this point we have we've had time with them in this movie of like Okay, yeah, no, we, I got caught up, in, Batman says, I got caught up in my own, like, I basically became Lex Luthor in this, I became what Ra's al Ghul wanted me to be, I became what Lex Luthor was trying to be, yeah, no, never again, um, and the, it kind of just ends with them having this, real. Not, it doesn't end with him saying, I had a vision, and I will form a League of Justice, it ends with him saying, I have to be better, I have to go be better. Like we're in a world where metahumans are becoming a thing now. I have to go be better, plain and simple, because he because he probably catches wind from all the stuff in Kingdom Come of like, yeah, these guys have all been around, but you were the only like, quote unquote, superhero. Nobody wanted to come out as being a metahuman because of you, because of the way you do things. And he's just kind of like, well, shit. Okay, all right. Yeah, I got to do better. Similar to what we see at the end of the Batman, where he's like, "No, I've been doing it wrong. I've got to be a beacon of hope now." Um, so that's where this movie ends. First post-credit scene.
1: Oh, uh, here we go. Is
0: <laughs> just it, it's mostly just some more like the scientists studying uh, uh, the stuff, and and this you know this brain, this more brainiac setup, and then we get something that involves us finding out Swanwick has been Martian Manhunter all this
1: time. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Second post-credit scene is Green Lantern in space on patrol. When uh, you know, because again, he revealed this Brainiac info to uh, to 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 the Guardians. He's been work, helping out with this stuff. He's out here checking around space. He's like, something something doesn't smell right. And then, similar to how at the end of Thor Ragnarok, suddenly the Asgardians come across Thanos' ship. Uh, Green Lantern. Uh, uh, encounters Brainiac's giant skullhead ship heading towards Earth. Nice. Go to black.
1: So now we're doing Justice League going against Brainiac.
0: Now we're doing Justice League going against <laughs> Brainiac because the villain should have been Brainiac. You don't blow your wad with Dark Side and and Steppenwolf in the first Justice League movie.
1: I mean, you or need- you use Gorilla Grodd in the second movie of everything. <laughs>
0: Nah, nah, nah. anyway so <laughs> so i screwed up i did one too many movies um
1: you were excited I, understand.
0: I was excited i was in it i got really into it um so 2017 is still Justice League, except now we've had six other movies to build up to it building the world that the dc movies take place in, building out these characters so everyone and their mother saw what happened with, with bra- uh doomsday, everyone and their mother saw Superman get, get off. The world has seen that metahumans are coming out everywhere and the world is now kind of realizing like, cause we're going to, we're going to have this be, you know, again, it's been three, four years since man of steel took place. So now we're four or five years later. Um, the, the world needs to start coming together. Kind of like just, we need to come together because yeah, these people are out there. So I'm I'm starting my Justice League off with an emergency session is called at the UN because the Atlanteans want to come together with the world of the surface because they say, hey, look, we are well aware of this Kryptonian and Doomsday crap that happened. It is clear that Earth is becoming a, a target for for these kind of inter intergalactic threats once again, these otherworldly threats. The Atlanteans fought against this stuff one day back in the day. It's time for us to come together again. And this delegation, kind of like how Black Panther was in in Captain America Civil War, is led by Aquaman, who comes in and says, hi, I'm the king of Atlantis. We got to we got to come together because it's, it's obvious there's some bigger stuff out there. Yeah. And it's in, in, and it's during the, and and the UN's still kind of like, eh, we don't like people with powers though. Like, eh, it's, eh, you, we don't know who you are. You operate outside the way we do. Think, I hey, don't know about this. And then out of nowhere, Green Lantern shows up and basically says, "Hi guys, I'm a I'm an intergalactic space cop. I'm also a member of the U.S. United States Air Force. There's a giant skull ship heading for Earth right now."
1: we need Um, to do something
0: (laughs) we need and this is all like he you know they go into the basically he talks about how like how they tracked this stuff from the kryptonian ship like something about that kryptonian ship being dug up and turned back on and crashing the way it did is called this thing here it's coming it's gonna be here soon so all this is going on batman tracks down the flash just like before Cause he's like, Hey, look, you know, we're hearing about all this stuff. I've, I've heard about you cause he's Batman. Of course he has, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm trying to just trying to figure out who the hell all is out here. I'm trying to figure out who some of these meta humans are out here. Um, wonder woman shows up at the UN and crosses paths with Aquaman and says, Hey, let's go talk. Brainiac attacks earth. Wonder Woman brings everybody to Batman. We find out the Brainiac has actually, once he gets to Earth, Brainiac gets a hold of Superman's body. He finds, he's like, no, 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 there's Kryptonian here somewhere. Uh, uh, Got it. Thanks. He brings back Superman, brainwashes him, mind controls him, turns him into his soldier. He's wrecking shop everywhere. Swanwick decides, yeah, no, it's time. He reveals himself as Martian Manhunter. Everyone comes together, frees Superman, takes out. Uh, you know, takes out Brainiac, Superman recovers the globe that contains the city of Candor, and all that, yada, yada, yada. We end up with our our Justice League of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, Aquaman, and Martian Manhunter. The movie ends, first post-credit scene, (laughs) Batman's in the Batcave. He's got all the footage of the fight and all the stuff that's happened thus far of Green Lantern and Aquaman, Flash, all these guys. He takes his folder that he's been compiling all the Superman stuff in, puts it all in there, and renames the folder Project Agamemnon, mm. which is what his contingency plans were called. Second post-credit scene, something teasing Aquaman's movie. I don't really care what it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: fair enough, fair enough. And, and that's my that's my phase one plus one movie. <laughs>
1: Hey, that's still phase one. You ended your phase with Justice League. I think I would start each one of my phases with a Justice League movie.
0: Oh my God, what are you smoking? I'm kidding. That's (laughs) that's a. a, It's different enough that it could work. It would just depend on the script.
1: Yeah, so that you know, you have you know, my Justice League two is them fighting the Reach. My Justice League three is them fighting Orm. You know, I'm going nuts, man. I'm making gravy without the lubs. So. yeah i I went all the way back to that show but um yeah uh yeah i just i just thought it'd be fun to do something different but yeah, that's, yeah. that yeah that sounds cool man
0: it's this this I, was I so it's, much it's fun to just
1: make. insane enough to work heck yes dude three hours <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. We, we did this all in an hour and a half and i'm i'm so impressed with ourselves this was so much fun to pitch because it's like because the more i got to writing the more i was like i would i want to see these movies i want to see this i yeah. this why is this not a thing this is so i just dc hire us come on yeah come on like God. this was fun though this is a lot of fun i'm glad we i'm glad we decided to do this um hopefully you guys have listened and you've enjoyed and you haven't hated our decisions too much um but you are always welcome to let us know on twitter you can find us on twitter at we are the Batman. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Mike Shea. You
1: can find me on Twitter at Mr. J Ninja. Uh,
0: go to our Twitter page. We've got a, a Google doc, a Google Doc up there. Send in your questions. Send in your episode ideas. Your feedback on how much we screwed the pooch on this one. All of it. You can find it there on Twitter. And we'll see you guys again with another episode of We Are the Batman. Same bat time. Same bat podcast channel.
1: Catch you later.